This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Laura Deardo with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Lynn Fulton, president at OSF Healthcare St. Joseph Medical Center. Lynn, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. Now, I know we have a lot to talk about. There's so much happening in the healthcare space, and you know it'll be really great to hear your perspective on how you're you know, troubleshooting some of the big challenges right now. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure, happy to do that. You know, I started um, in healthcare over 20 years ago, um, began my career in Kiwani, Illinois, um, where I served the majority of that as COO and then moved into the CEO position at Kiwani Hospital. Um, I was able to lead our organization along with our board uh, to join the OSF healthcare system in 2014. Um, so that's how I came um, to be a part of OSF. Um, I stayed there a few years after we became OSF St. Luke um, and then moved to OSF St. Joseph Medical Center um, towards the end of 2017, and that's where I am today. Wow, that's amazing to hear, and I can imagine you've seen a lot um, during your time, you know, leading hospitals in, in rural Illinois and certainly in spaces where um, there's just a, a lot of need for community health care um, and, and certain challenges as well. So, you know, I guess considering, you know, everything um, that you've seen during your career and then where we're at today, what are some of your top priorities? What are you really spending most of your time on? You know, um, coming out of the pandemic and, and really looking towards the future and how we're going to provide care and ensure service to our communities, um, kind of really in, in two buckets. One, growth, um, because, you know, Bloomington, normal Illinois has grown. Um, our population has increased over the last couple of years. And um, as the aging demographic as well, we're really seeing more demand for services. And then to support that growth, um, really retention of our team, looking at our workforce and recruiting for the future. Um, those are kind of the two buckets that I would put kind of my top priorities today. Yeah, absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. And definitely, uh, you know, two issues that are very top of mind, it seems like for a lot of hospital leaders, when you think about growth, um, where do you see some of the big opportunities uh, in how will the organization evolve over the next two to three years or so? What does that look like for you? You know, we've been talking for years in healthcare on how, you know, more and more is going to that outpatient space. Um, so that for sure continues to be a piece of it. And um, as we look as a system of care, both in Bloomington Normal as well as throughout OSF, I'm really stepping back to say, okay, what what is moving more to that outpatient space? But then also what is moving to more of a digital virtual space? Because I think we'll continue to see that over the next few years. Um, but then that core inpatient need is still there as well, as we're seeing um, the demographics in all of our communities 
um, people are living longer. Um, they're living longer with more chronic disease. And so along with that, you see the need for increased medical care. You know, our intention is to be able to care for them as um, long as we possibly can in an outpatient and be able to help patients be able to live out their lives comfortably. Um, but also needing to have those inpatient services to be able to support that care as well. Absolutely. I think that's such a great point. And definitely, you know, having that mix of outpatient and trying to find the right balance of where people need care is, is so crucial, um, in, especially as you're trying to look at, you know, how you can um, be most effective for the outcomes as well as the um, costs associated with those things. Are, are when you look at your outpatient strategy and how that's evolving, is this something where you're um, thinking through internally building programs or are you um, creating partnerships? How are you really going about that? You know, that's a great question. You know, I both, um, you know, as you look at healthcare um, today, you know, whether that's in Bloomington or, or really anywhere across the country, um, partnerships are really key um, so that you're able to be able to scale. And sometimes the need is to scale quickly. You know, a great example, we looked at our emergency department and, you know, it's harder and harder to be able to recruit and retain um physicians. And so we have partnered with Vituity in other parts of our OSF system, and we really saw that as an opportunity here in Bloomington. And so they will be coming and partnering with us as of October 1st. In fact, I just met with them this morning as we looked at their operations assessment and, you know, really what they're going to bring to the table um, for the hospital as well as for the community and for our patients. And we're really excited about that. And it's really a great opportunity. Um, and that's a great example of a partnership. You know, we looked at them and thought they could bring the scale, the expertise, and the talent that we need. Um, and so it made sense to partner. In other areas, it may make more sense for us to grow. You know, we have our digital arm, OSF On Call, which is phenomenal. And so we've been able to lean on them in areas where we really think that it should be a digital front door, where we're able to support patients, you know, whether that's with chronic disease. Um, we've been able to do that also with um, our OB patients where they're able to connect with our on-call team um, just to have that added support. Um, so I think it's both. You know, it's partnerships, but it's also there's pieces of it that we have that internal expertise that we will look to to leverage. I love that. I think that's so important and definitely two great examples of employing the, the dual strategy really effectively. I, I'm wondering, too, you've mentioned a couple of times talking about um, recruitment and retention of, of uh, the team, whether it's on the clinical side, physicians, or I'm sure um, the administrative staff as well and nurses, uh, certainly across the country trying to understand and figure out how to deal with the nursing shortage. So, you know, when you're looking at those those workforce team retaining um, employees and teammates, uh, what do you really see as being important for that in the future? Um, from your perspective, I would just love to kind of get a sense of how what the situation is now and how you've um, been trying to retain more as well as what you're planning in the future. I know that, again, that's another great question um, and, and definitely top of mind. You know, coming through the pandemic, I think everyone looks at our workforce a little differently. Um, went through a lot over those three years and especially our, our what we call our mission partners who are employees um, on the front line. And 
and really thinking about how can we better support them, how can we better connect to them, and how can we better listen to them. Um, so the past uh, couple years, we've really, what I call, um, leaned in, you know, leaned in to be able to hear um, what, our, what our employees are telling us and, and be able to react faster um, to that information. You know, last year here at OSF St. Joseph, you know, I really partnered with our human resource team and said, you know, I want to make sure that we're fully hearing our team. So will you help me in that? Can we, can we have some listening exercises where, you know, they feel that they're being heard um, in a, in a very safe environment. And so um, we, picked uh, several of our departments, and so they would sit and, and talk with our HR team and kind of a very simple um, agenda, you know, what what do you think we should stop doing, where are opportunities, and what should we start doing, and to really be able to get that feedback. And then did um, some definite action items based on that feedback, and, and then to carry that forward, I started um, at the beginning of this year um, having breakfast. So once a month, I have breakfast with about 10 to 12 of our employees from all different parts of the hospital, and again, following that very similar agenda, you know, what do you like that we're doing that you want us to keep, what should we stop doing, and what should we start doing? You know, and if I can't get anybody um, talking, I'll say, okay, what are the pain points? What are the barriers in your day that annoy you that, you know, if only I could do this, it would make my life so much easier. And, you know, our employees have been wonderful. They provide amazing feedback. Um, sometimes they'll give me something and I'll think, oh, my goodness, I think I can fix that before the end of the day. You know, other things may take a little bit longer, but it's been an opportunity to really be able to hear their voice so that we can make sure we have that um, as we continue to plan for the future. Um, and when you ask me, you know, what are, what are we going to be doing, I think more of that, um, really more scaling that listening and ensuring that we're truly operating in that shared governance mindset where our employees have a voice in what they do every day because nobody knows it better than what they do. Um, and so that's, that's what I have planned um, here at St. Joe's so that we can continue um, to work to being the employer of choice in our, in our um, area. Absolutely. That's amazing to hear. And definitely, I so appreciate the example of how, you know, you've really been able to connect with the employees and listen to them and understand those challenges, those issues and bring that out of them. Because you're right, as you said, you know, they're the ones who are on the front lines every day and understand the problems more than anybody else. And so having that feedback is so crucial. And I, I love the ideas of um, having breakfast and, and, and then connecting with the HR folks and all of that certainly, um, you know, makes a big difference in how you can think about what you're going to need next. I can imagine it's very beneficial. Yeah, no, it, it has been great and um, some really great ideas as well. Um, and then sometimes I can dive a little deeper to say, okay, what would that look like? And it, it just does provide that great two-way dialogue um, so that you're able to really hear everyone and be able to have them represented. Lynn, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fun and interesting discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. 
It's your trusted Becker's healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.